Ready when you are, boss lady. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be a boss lady. Let's go. All right. All right, let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, I'm Connor Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart. And yes, I barely made it today, but that's a whole nother story. We're making today make sense is what we're doing. Whew. Yes, and I'm Kimberly Adams. And thank you for rushing on my behalf so I could get to a thing I have to do after. Uh, and thank you all for joining us on this Monday. Today, we're going to do the usual. We're going to do a deep dive into some of the stories of the day. And then the wonderful Jake is going to hit our happy place sting. And we'll talk about a story or two that made us smile. So Kai, what caught your attention? So I've got two things. They're both reasonably quick, but and and they kind of fall in the in the yeah duh category. But um, I, I do have to kind of point them out. The first is an article in the Wall Street mm -hmm. Journal talking about uh, what Neil Irwin at Axios called uh, the FTX Omni shambles, uh, because obviously the collapse of that cryptocurrency exchange is a catastrophe on many 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 levels. Mm -hmm. The headline in this article in the Wall Street Journal today said, FTX crypto customers worry they will never see their money again. They are never gonna see their money again. And I think people need to recognize that. That's the cautionary tale out of this whole thing. Well, there are many, but one of them is, if you can't afford to lose the money completely, do not be in crypto. Forget the, um, uh, the fraud, forget all those investigations, Forget the fact uh, that this company got hit by a bank run, but it's not actual money, right? It's a created thing out of thin air, especially the tokens that Sam Bankman-Fried was using in FTX, and all these people are never going to see their money again. There's no FDIC for crypto, and that sucks, yeah. but it's true, and it, people need to know yeah, that. I, it's so funny. Right, it's am, I being, funny. am I being it's too sad. cynical? No, you're not. I mean, okay. it's right. just okay. that there were so, and I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, there were so many people who just feel so left out of the banking system and the investment system and the financial yeah. system, and this really was their way in. And they yeah. thought they were getting in early on something. And I just, I hope that this doesn't make people not trust any financial system. Because already within crypto, there were all these people who were just like, we can't trust the big bank, so we're going to mm -hmm, do crypto. Mm -hmm. And now if you lose trust in this other thing that was supposed to be the alternative to the thing that you already didn't trust, then what? Especially when you yeah. get burned this badly. And I, yeah. I wonder how folks are going to think about money and investment and the financial system and trust in the economy after right. going through something like this. And right. It, right. I was reading in uh, Market Watch, which is different from Marketplace, as we often <laughs> tell people. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, that it's not just the investors that are losing their money. There are a bunch of charities that FTX oh, yeah. was yeah. linked with that now the funds they received, in some cases, may mm -hmm. be subject to clawbacks and mm -hmm. the, you know there's like a charity that supports a community in rural india you know that a nonprofit that helps children in rural northern india connect with mentors in online classrooms 
they got a $200,000 grant. And now they were hoping to expand the program. And now they're worried that they're not even going to be able to keep that money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everybody's getting screwed. Yeah. yeah and, and look, sorry, just just to, to bring it back to, to why this matters, right? And it's that point you said about mm-hmm. trust. Cryptocurrency will eventually be actual money. And that is how this entire economy will run. It will eventually happen. But it's not yet. It's a deeply speculative instrument. And it's important for people to understand that while also maintaining trust. You can be really uh, uh, trusting of speculative instruments. That's fine. Have your eyes open. I mean, look, oil is a speculative instrument, right? Mm-hmm. It's not as volatile as crypto, but it, it fundamentally is. But look, it's going to be the future of money. And so you got to believe. You got to believe. That's my, that's my thing. All right. So news item number two comes to us from Grant Wall. Uh, he is probably the premier soccer writer in the United States, has been covering soccer for many, many times, and posted on his Substack this morning um, that he was detained outside the stadium in Qatar, or Qatar, or however we're pronouncing it, before the USA-Wales match because he was wearing a T-shirt that had a soccer ball surrounded by a rainbow. And the security mm-hmm. guards told him, he says in a tweet, you have to change your shirt, it's not allowed. And we talked about this the other day when we talked about the Budweiser yeah. thing and how uh, Qatar, the government, changed his mind at the last minute. And I brought up the mm-hmm. fact that gay and lesbian uh, soccer fans and everybody in that community had been promised that they could go and would not be harassed. And here we are on day two of the tournament. Um, and that happened. And that matters because it's going to be a and long time. And you saw about the armbands, right? Oh, yeah, the armbands for the, for the captains. So European country captains were going to wear armbands uh, either with rainbows on them or saying something supportive of that community. And FIFA, uh, the organizing uh, committee, said, no, 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 you're not. Um, and it's, you know, corruption, piled on corruption, compiled on cowardice, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it all just stinks. It does. You and, you know, this is obviously, as as we learned this weekend, not just a problem in the Middle East. Uh Mm-hmm. You know, been watching with horror about the shooting at an LGBTQ plus oh, yeah. dance club in Colorado Springs. And, you know, it there was supposed to be I'm looking at the story from Colorado Public Radio. There was supposed to be this interfaith service for Trans Day of Remembrance. Uh, which is a day to remember um, transgender folks who've been killed and murdered and or lost uh, their lives mm-hmm. to suicide. And instead it had to turn into a vigil uh, for these yeah. people who were murdered in what was supposed to be a, a safe space. And it, and you know, I, I hesitate to say this because I don't want to, you know, recenter this conversation, but this idea of being attacked in your safe space is just so painful. Um, I remember there was a lot of conversation among black women after Breonna Taylor was shot by police in her home. This idea about black women creating these spaces in their home of safety from all of the things in the world that make you feel othered, that make you feel less than. And the stories and and the pain and, and the expressions of grief I've been reading and seeing on social media from folks in the LGBTQ plus community over the weekend that is just striking so deeply, just like at the Pulse nightclub, you know, where all those people yep. were murdered back then, this idea of being attacked in your safe, sp- safe space. And 
You know, rhetoric matters and representation matters. And there have been so many anti-gay pieces of legislation, anti-trans initiatives, really incendiary language from a lot of politicians targeted at this community. And then you see some of these same folks coming out with their thoughts and prayers and condolences. And I do not begrudge anybody who is very hesitant to accept that kind mm -hmm. of sympathy. Mm -hmm. um, yep. It's pretty bad. And um, the GLAAD CEO did an interview with ABC and pointed out some numbers that you know, we're seeing a 12-year high in hate crimes, a 41% increase against the trans community alone. And, you know, she points directly to the LGBT, anti-LGBTQ policies and politicians and social media mm -hmm. platforms um, doing that as yeah. well. So yeah. that, um, you know, to, to unfortunately link it to yeah. what intolerance looks like in one part of the world to what intolerance looks like here. The other piece of news that I was watching over the weekend, and I, and I still am not quite sure how I feel about it, if it's good news or bad news, is what came out of the COP27 conference in uh. Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, uh, which is uh, another round of these uh, UN climate change, you know, organized conferences to try to find some sort of solution to stop the speed of global warming and to reduce emissions and to decrease our reliance on fossil fuels and many number of other things. There are a couple of key takeaways from this meeting and two big ones. One is that there is a historic deal that is going to establish a fund to help lower income countries cope with the climate disasters that were caused right. by higher income countries that you know places like pakistan that dealt with those terrible terrible floods and you know countries like tuvalu i believe is how you say it that mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. literally sinking underwater and now they have at least agreed in theory that there's are basically going to be climate reparations so mm -hmm. That is progress, I guess, in sort of viewing this as a global problem as opposed to an individual country-based problem. However, what did not come out of the conference was any kind of agreement on really meaningfully limiting fossil fuel use yeah. globally. And that is not great for the health of our planet. So there's that. Yep. Yeah, I think the loss and damages thing is huge, as you pointed out, the reparations, but but the actual fossil fuels part is discouraging, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So since we ended on discouraging, let's go ahead yes. and be smiley. Let's. Ooh, there's bonds. I hear a dog. That's a dog. Uh, all right. Which so I will confess that? I am smileless. That was Bonsai. She's out here with us. She's, she's, she's the faithful one. Willow's inside <laughs> with Liv, who is her human. Bonsai's with me. Her favorite person. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, well, all right. Okay, I'm smileless I have today, two. Ms. Adam. So it's over to you. Yes, good. I have good. two. So first of all, I did not watch the American Music Awards. However, I did go back and see clips of Pink's performance uh, oh. tri as a tribute yeah. to Olivia Newton-John. Uh, 
you know, amazing singer who who died this year or this past year. And there was a Pink saying, hopelessly devoted to you in amazing fashion as Pink always does. But Pink also perform performed another song, one of her own songs, in roller skates. <laughs> and there's oh my this God. very brightly colored dance. There are ramps, there are flips, there are spins, and all of wow. these performers. And Pink always does the most amazing performances at these award shows. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the one that she did in, with her daughter where she's like spinning around on these oh, pieces no. of fabric from the ceiling. And the thing is, she sings the whole time. Like, to wow. be doing these very physically demanding and technically, like, demanding skills and singing in full voice and sounding good always astonishes me. And it's very bright and colorful and fun and makes me happy. So, and that also links to my other Make Me Smile, which is slightly linked, um, because roller skates and ice skating. Mm -hmm. Because it's about the time of year where all these ice skating rinks are opening up all over the country, including one in my neighborhood. And they had oh, a day on, uh, was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday, where people in the neighborhood who, who actually live in our very specific neighborhood could come to the ice skating rink and skate for free. And the skate rentals were free and everything. And it was so interesting being out there. I fell twice. My knee still hurts, <laughs> way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, it's okay. Left the dignity on the ice. That's fine. There you go. But it's all good. It was so encouraging to see all of these people getting out there and trying. You know, little kids were out there and they fall down right back up, fall down right back up, spinning across the ice. They don't care. And their parents are like, encouraging mm -hmm. them along some of the parents barely staying upright themselves and even seeing older folks like my i'm talking older folks i'm talking like not like my age <laughs> and older <laughs> is in not yes. little children um <laughs> sorry guy <laughs> yes no it's all right i can't look I, i'm over that i'm over that no i just mean adults that's what i mean adults yes getting out there and trying something that's really scary as i said my knee still hurts and nevertheless you had people getting out there and doing something that is inherently quite frightening with a high probability of you embarrassing yourself and getting True. out there and doing it anyway and having a good time and that made me really happy to see that that you know, people are going out there and doing it, challenging themselves to something different. More power smile. to you for going out there. More power to you. Yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'm going to go again, and I'm going to fall again, and it's going to be fine. <laughs> and we will leave it right there with Kimberly Adams falling <laughs> on the ice. We're done for today. Tomorrow uh, on the Tuesday show, and a very brief reminder here, so it's, uh, it's today and tomorrow, and then we're off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, back uh, a week from today. So put that in your calendars or whatever. Tomorrow we're doing uh, globalization. We have thought about globalization as the thing that has powered the global economy for a very long time. What if that's not right? What if um, it doesn't actually work that way? What if, you know, globalization maybe ain't all that? We will talk about it, and most particularly what it means for the future of this economy. 
Yeah, and if you have questions or comments about that or anything else, you are, of course, welcome to send us a note. You can email us at makemesmartatmarketplace.org. You can call us at 508-UB-SMART and leave us a voicemail. You can DM us. You can add us. You can send a message on whatever, whatever platform that you do can find you us, and we'll try to see it. <laughs> we'll do our best. Somebody, somebody, somebody reads all those emails. Which is, I mean, it's true, actually. Make Me Smart is produced by Mercy Cabrera and Courtney Bergseeker. Today's program was engineered by Jake Cherry. I do believe Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletters. Bridget Bodner is our senior producer when she's not working on the podcast Million Bazillion. And the director of On Demand is Donna Tam. Do you, do you ice skate, Kai? I have not in many a year. Many. I'm not terrible though. Are you going to go this year? Too, actually. No, I'm in Southern California. I'm not going ice skating. Come on. You know, close places sure. in like in Pasadena or something, and it's packed and it's indoors. And yeah, no. Yeah, not the same.